welcome to Mystere Creations. Hosting today is my wife, Sarah, and myself, AJ. We are joined by our friends, Jason Andrews, Matthew Baird, and Adam Taula. This episode is a fun discussion of weird occurrences, life situations, and fun questions. Please join us for some Halloween fun. Hopefully we get to Kentucky next year. We are. Ooh. I can afford it. Kentucky, it's the gas, airfare, and that's expensive. The hotels are like 50 bucks a night, and they're like four stars. So You should pick me up on the way. Am I on the okay. way? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we fly down to you and then fly across. 50 bucks in Kentucky money goes a long way. It does. Oh, doesn't it? Why do you think oh, I go there yeah. all the time? It's not is just Matthew really Matthew. here? Is Matthew here? I mean, yeah, Matthew's here. Oh, see, I knew it. That's awesome. Hey there, sir. Hello. <laughs> I was just looking at Crocs and thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> Having nightmares. <laughs> Croc mares. Yeah, Croc mares. Oh, oh now you know that has to go in my cross stitch booklet, right? <laughs> You know, oh, man. who knows? Maybe one day I'll I'll buy some and and I may just love them to death and I'll just be so excited. I doubt it. When you do, you have to do a photo shoot for us. <laughs> oh, it's oh, gonna that... be a whole video. It'll be yes. a whole thing. That I'll get behind. Yeah, for, for any style. Do you, Adam, for do you have Crocs, style. Jason? Oh, yeah, that's true. Jason, do you have Crocs? Not once in my entire life. I took. I take you. I'm for a, a grown crop. ass man. Hey. I... Listen, if I if I go to Disneyland, I will look for the haunted mansion ones, and I may buy them because the, if it's comfortable, I hate they, walking. When you are at the park, that's the only thing I would recommend. I'll tell you though, I actually because my family wanted me to stop wearing the Crocs. Actually, got me some Hey Dudes, and they're really cool too. Hey so, Dudes? They're called yeah. Hey Dudes. I'll get like behind the show those. on Nickelodeon. Yeah. No, yeah. it's 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 more of a. I don't know how you would describe it. I'm googling it. Okay, so they're like Crocs if they were for people. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. If we disappear for a moment, it's because I unplugged something I shouldn't. Oh, the story of my life. Yeah, it's Adam. That's me. Oh, those are not too bad. I'd wear those. Those look like boating shoes, you know? Like shoes right. you would wear at the lake. They're really comfy as well. I can get behind those. I have a knockoff pair of those. Um, they're called uh, Maui's, Maui Island or something like that. Oh. Um, and they are pretty comfortable. Sounds fancy. But no, most it... of the time, you guys want to see what I wear most of the time? Like yeah, 98%. I want to see I bought these and one sandals <gasps> at Walmart for $8 about four years ago. And I still have miles to go on this tread, baby. Look at that. Oh, wow. That's literally what I'm wearing, except for their um, Adidas ones. But they are like, no. they literally give me an inch and a half of height. And Look I'm all for one. that. 
You don't need weather any cracking right there. Come on. No. These these babies were the best investment, you know, and probably next year I'll have to get another pair. They're very comfortable. I've never owned slides before and I can't go back now. But that's it's, the farthest I'm going to get to like Crocs, I think. So I wear them until there's like knee high snow and then I'll put boots on. Oh, I wear flip-flops in the snow out here. Absolutely. Still. I don't care. I'm Polynesian. I don't oh, wear shy. <laughs> well, I don't. You guys don't get a lot of snow. Like, it's not more than a few feet, right, Adam? You know, um, lately, because of, I don't know, people say there's no such thing as, um, you know, uh, climate change, but we've been getting a shit ton of snow the past two years and really big storms. And I work graveyards, and I've noticed like every night, this past winter when I'd go to work is when a storm would hit. So we'd get like four a week. Oh, wow. Much. And it would only be on the days I worked. And it would be, <laughs> you know, it'd be like a, we'd get a foot, sometimes two, if, you know, no more than that. But to me, that's more than I want to deal with. Um, oh, yeah. A one foot of snow shuts down Victoria because uh, they sold all the. We had plow. a liberal mayor who decided we didn't need snow plows. So there's when what? the snow falls, there's nothing to remove was, the snow. What was he gonna get? Was he gonna use magic or to get the <laughs> snow to go? No, we just shut down the city, and everyone has a snow day. I kind of like that too. I kind of like that too. Utah does not shut down for anything. We don't shut down for anything here. Um, I trust me. I've tried when I was in college. It didn't work. I still had to go to class every day. They don't care out here. They make you come to work. If there's three feet of snow, you have to figure it out. Don't you guys shut I, down for that Mormon 4th of July thing that you have? But yes, we do shut down for the Mormon 4th of July, which is the 24th of July, known as Pioneer Day. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. They shut that shit down for that. So, you know. Not whatever. for snow. Not for snow. For space for the, underwear. We'll the shut pioneers. it down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call them space underwear? Yes. I don't think I've ever heard anyone call them that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's so perfect. Oh, uh, I just called them Jesus jammies my whole life. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> That's so that is great. Now in Nova Scotia, white one, we got nine feet of snow in one night. What? Literally, when? We literally had to shovel snow all night or suffocate in the house. This happened when? Uh, what? Uh, 2001, 2002. Oh, but it's not a normal thing. No. No. It's, That's it's crazy. had to become a normal thing, though, because the, the hurricanes in the Atlantic <laughs> are getting worse every year. Oh, yeah. They are. Because I, yeah. this last one that happened. I've always somehow found myself in Florida during a hurricane for like the past like five years. I've been in the middle of every hurricane that's come and they were bad, but this one was bad this year. Um, I mean, I was still able to go see Mickey Mouse and stuff because they didn't close it down. But yeah, it was real bad in Orlando this year. A lot of people lost everything. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everywhere over there. So it's crazy. It's been a roller coaster shit yeah. year. No more talking oh about bad God. weather. Though. We, 
We've had enough. <laughs> oh, the other thing I learned, okay, this is my last weather thing, but I learned that Salt Lake City is going to, you probably don't know what the city of St. George is, but that's where we all go for the winter when it's cold to go to the yeah. desert. And they get like, their temperatures are 20 degrees hotter than ours usually all throughout the year. Um, but they're saying now Salt Lake is going to be the temperature of St. George in the next five to 10 years. And oh, so we're going to no longer have any sort of cool weather. We're going to have to go up in the mountains, mountains, if we want to have the weather we have now. So it's all going to be gone. So yippee skippy. Yay, climate change. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sitting here at, at 19 degrees, which is like 68, It's 70. hot. It's, yeah, it's like... 80s in the afternoon and then like 70s and yeah, at night so that yeah. sounds pretty good to me I, it we're is. still 80 degrees right now here right now so um, all would, 54 here right now i imagine matthew is about 50 and so Ooh, that sounds delightful yeah it's been getting down to the <clears throat> 40s at night it's been nice I like that a lot. I like to open the window and stuff. So Yeah. And not run the furnace. It's been pretty great. Do you guys have good colors over where you are for the fall? Because my whole mountain next to my house is just like on fire. It looks amazing. I got to go look at it this weekend. Weirdly, we don't have none, it here of, yet. none of us here. Yeah, no, we are, we're starting to turn. Yeah, we're just starting to see the fall color. The thing with Utah is our fall peaks this weekend, and then it's all gone after this weekend. So this is the last wow. few days Bummer. you can see the fall colors. Um, Utah is so dumb. Like, our fall lasts one week, and that's it. I don't get it. That's why I love the East Coast. Summer, fall, winter? Winter. It'll be winter in about a month. Yep. Abs- yep, that's it. In Can't the wait. Book, oh, go ahead, Adam. Oh, no, I'm I'm done. Uh, in the book I'm reading, it's mostly about East Tennessee folk magic. There was different, I, let's see, I think I've got it written down. They, I couldn't figure out what month it was because he wouldn't say. But they have Blackberry Winter, Ghost Phantom Winter, High Summer, Dog Ooh. Days. And that was all I could get. <laughs> I and this like is in Tennessee? So is this yeah. is this Jake's book? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Man, I need to read books, you guys. I feel really dumb right now. You have oh. to learn how to read first, Adam. You know what, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, I was quite a studious reader when I was a child, and I was in AP English all throughout high school. But I just something happened. I think it was the drinking, and I just stopped reading, and now I'm old. So, but speaking of Tennessee, one of my uh, YouTube friends just sent me this this postcard oh. from Tennessee today. Can you see that? Chattanooga. Yeah. Nice. So Love fun, it. right? Yes. Okay. That, that's all the video you get. <laughs> you want to know something kind of weird, Adam? What? I had a delivery from uh, Utah today. Ooh, stickers? <laughs> yep. Some. Uh, Wait, who made that for you? Uh, It wasn't Dave, was it? I don't know, Dave. 
Alien um, Dave? Have you heard of him? Oh, no. Uh, you told me about him. No. Uh, some company. Custom stickers or something like that. Those are nice. I don't have any stickers. I Apparently, because I went and met a bunch of YouTubers the, the last week or so in San Diego, and I guess stickers, is, is that a thing? Like, I guess it's a thing. And I need to have stickers. So... It's because it's cheap merch to make and it's easy. And then the people put it on their water bottles or their bike. And then, and then you see it everywhere. Yeah. Well, then maybe I'll make a sticker because I feel like I'm out. I'm just not up with the times with these kids. I don't know. You're really handy at graphic uh, design. You could probably do it yourself and send it to a printing company for pretty cheap. Oh yeah, I've always done that. I I do, I went yeah. to school for graphic design, so I just haven't done it in a good five years because I got burnt out from it. But I could definitely make some stickers. I guess just I to will. give you an idea, these are about three inches. Ooh. So and this hollow foil is like a premium paperback. You know, like these are like outdoor proof for five years or something like that. I'll put one on my trailer. I got a hundred of them for. Ninety-six dollars, and I did that. Oh, I mean, that's wow. the logo that I did. So no, that's not a little bad. less. You know, a little less than a dollar a piece. And so. it's a company here by me, so maybe I can go in locally and do something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. How pretty quick turnaround too. It was like I don't know, a week and a half or something like that. I need to find so, a new printer. Your T-shirt printer was amazing, by the way. I I'm tempted to use them, but I don't want to copy you, and so I'm not going no, to use them. I can. You won't care. No, um, I want half of the 30 cents you get for every t-shirt you sell. You guys want to know how much money I've made off my merch store? And I've sold a handful of, I've sold quite a bit of stuff. I've made like maybe negative $30 from everything. Seriously? Yeah, because I don't charge enough for shipping apparently. And I don't, um, I don't charge enough for the merchandise because I'm not a business kind of person. And so I didn't think this through. I love your shop, but it is way too cheap. Well, for you guys, I don't mind sending you stuff and taking a loss. Like, I don't mind at all. But I do need to. That's why I haven't even looked at the merch shop because it's overwhelming me. And I'm just trying to not even push it to anyone so that they won't go on it. <laughs> what, what I can, if you that? can send send me a list of what it costs you, I can do a cost analysis and and... Oh. Check out uh, uh, shipping in your area and see if I can do something for you. Well, you I'm going to have to drink before any of that. Like, and I will look <laughs> to you. But that sounds like uh, that's very nice of you. I appreciate it. I'll, yeah, I know I'm going to have to get it started again eventually when my channel starts getting a little bigger. So I need to do that for right. sure. Let's get started. Okay, so I don't have an agenda. I have questions if we need them. But first, does anyone want to ask anyone else anything? <laughs> um, no. Uh, Go ahead. No, it was going to be dirty, and I can't. I got to stop. <laughs> I'm good. It can be dirty because of this. I mean, we can always every, end it up. Every, no. Everything we we do on on our channel, we put explicit on, just in case. Yeah, I need. Well, that in that too. case, Adam, why are you such a bitch? 
Because bitch is my middle, middle. Oh my god, how drunk! I guess I am drunk already. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, drunk on Diet Dr Pepper. Um, good for you for being explicit. I like that. I I have edited myself so much the past like four months on my videos. I've not said fuck like once in the past at least three fucking months on my channel. <laughs> well, that's good, but it's very fucking hard. And I do have to edit it out constantly, but I'll do whatever I need. Um, I guess I was a little, I, maybe I'm just a little, um, so can you tell us more about like what, what, what this all is that we're doing today? Like what this entails? I mean, I'm just here. So whatever you need me to do, you tell me. It is me. a low key stress relief Halloween theme hangout. Oh, that's like what you need. Relief. Well, then why is Jason here? I've had a week. The news in BC has been awful. I'm really bitter about getting my COVID and flu shot right before my birthday. So I said, fuck it. We're oh. just going to relax and ask Halloween questions. Yeah. Are you guys feeling better? He uh, got his shot. I haven't got it yet. My my arm still feels like uh, there's a hot poker in it. And, yeah, I can uh, understand how that is. I remember when I got uh, mine. It caused heart palpitations mm -hmm. which i'm still dealing with and and it makes it so that just going up and down the stairs that normally doesn't bother me i'm out of breath by the time i get up and i'm like Hoo! Hoo! oh no <laughs> just... oh i'm sorry i hope that gets better for you shit that sounds like me every day because i'm so fat and out of shape but that's oh, just stop it <laughs> oh stop it hey when's your birthday sarah i forgot when is it is it coming up uh... October 25th. Three days after yours. Oh, um, mine's the 17th, actually. My party's on the 22nd, but cool. I didn't realize our birthdays were so close together. Scorpios. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost just, I'm like two seconds from being a Scorpio myself, but I'm a Libra, but just barely. But I have all my houses... Pretty much all my houses are in Libra, so I'm the most like Libra, Libra you will ever meet, if that makes any sense. So I do have something. I yeah. I need to talk to Matthew for a second. Please do. Matthew, are you still here? I am. Okay. Do you remember the conversation at Dandyland about how I may or may not be related to the meat shower crouches? Yes. I'm related to the meat shower grouches. Oh, that's awesome. I finally found the connection. Um, hey, awesome. Yeah. Remember that conversation we had where um, Harley Bird was not related to the Westover birds? Yeah. Turns out neither am I. Oh, no. What? Are you talking about the Kentucky meat shower that came yeah, from the Well, let's just overshadow Matthew here. This is a much bigger deal. Sorry, I'm not. I'm I'm just trying to make sure I'm following. Okay, Matthew, yeah, what did you yeah, just yeah, say? Yeah. I didn't even hear what Matthew just said. Actually, it's not a big deal. It's, yes, um, it is. It's probably, it is. It's probably somewhere down the line, but it's not as close as I thought it was. Um We've had a, like, there's been a brick wall that's been up for about 20 years 
in my family tree and we thought we had it figured out and um there is actually a lady um that was a detective um retired from St. Louis and she started doing her family tree and she's my cousin and so she has been doing this amazing research and we are going a whole different way um that it'll probably end up being um tied in with the melungeons that's cool well that's really cool that you were able to i used to work for ancestry i don't know if i told you guys for some years so i know all about how difficult that is to get past certain lines and stuff so that's pretty neat no westover bird money which makes me sad that's (laughs) really unfortunate man oh no it's a bummer so the the meat shower yeah so if you go back i think it was like 1740 ish um my grandmother's family the crouches came from around baltimore which i did not know this has never been discussed in the family and so did the patriarch for the kentucky crouches um so it's like something like six generations back from my grandmother's side and like four back for the people who were rained upon with meat in <laughs> kentucky and and uh yeah i was trying to figure it out and i had a roadblock i had a brick wall and it was because someone had spelled a gentleman's name wrong and uh whenever i came across that i was able to climb the wall and then it's like a whole new world (laughs) wow and uh you know and now like i know the rumor in our family was that the crouches came from ireland as o crouches and dropped the o when they uh came to the country but that's not the case we came from england so i guess i'm not irish after all um i haven't gotten back far enough to see you know it's still possible but they were crouches in england before they came here so that's really that's so funny too because i didn't know i didn't realize until i worked for genealogy stuff that um, can you imagine me like doing your genealogy? Like, hello, sir. Uh, let me just let me just fuck oh, this up. Oh, that would be great. Um, but I didn't realize people changed their names when they got here too, because you know people were so damn racist. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Americans are racist. I didn't know that. Um, so that happened a lot in my family too. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very interesting. And I just got, I just found out yesterday that I have a descendant from Salem during the witch trials. Wow. I was finally told by a, a relative. And so now I, now I feel like that's why I love it so much. Cause it just, I told you guys how yeah, magical that place is and how I felt like I'd been there. It's because my family is from there. And they so, were burning witches at state. Well, they didn't burn your family was, your family was like, Witch hunting? No, they weren't, but they were accused. Oh. Of being a witches, which that's more like my style. Yeah. That's fine. But, it's like, uh, uh, you know, in America, like long standing families, the Civil War is kind of always the measuring stick, like, you know, going back easily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, especially like where I live, 
there were like defectors in my area, like like households breaking up, you know, like brothers going oh, yeah. to opposite sides, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, I liken the witch trials to which side of the civil war were you on? Like, were you hanging witches or were you a witch? You know. <laughs> well, I also found out the other day that well my family was definitely confederate people like they were slave owning southerners and it's i'm sure they're rolling in their graves knowing that i'm a brown person that's related to them so that's always fun to find out because i just can't imagine being on that side of things but i guess all my family was and then my other side of my family were slaves like on my dad's side yeah that's how you got here buddy it is who yeah. knew? A little ebony and ivory action. Crazy. So, Adam, let me mm. ask you a question. When you worked at Ancestry, I need you to confirm something for me. Sure. How much does the Church of the Latter-day Saints contribute? Contribute to Ancestry. Oh, a shit ton. So, I have a theory about the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Oh, oh, please tell me. Please do. Jason might, Jason might know this. So the Latter-day Saints have the largest database mm-hmm. of family tree and genealogy records. Uh-huh. Correct. They do. Um, from a nefarious point of view... If in magic someone knows your true name and the Church of Latter-day Saints knows all the bloodlines and all the names of everyone in the world, then that puts the Church of the Latter-day Saints in a unique position to have magical power over everyone in the world. Oh man! Oh, you, I, you I know, never thought of that. You know, John Smith, the progenitor of uh, Mormonism, was an esotericist. Yeah, but and a Freemason. And no. a Freemason. You they, mean Joseph when, Smith? Yeah, yeah, Joseph Smith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Mormon Church is like the fucking Da Vinci Code, you guys. Like, it's like it's crazy. I mean, they're they are super shady and they've done some crazy shit over the over time and i wouldn't put anything past them so you know very possible it's very possible that joseph smith's father and brother are responsible for the disappearance of william morgan which started the first ever american third political party the anti-masonic movement and they were like you know within a day's travel as freemasons from where william morgan was um abducted and last seen and it was by freemasons i mean there were freemasons that not only went to trial over his disappearance but that were you know arrested for it and it's really weird because Joseph Smith's third wife is the widow of William Morgan. So um, it's very possible that his family was uh, responsible for William Morgan's disappearance. And then 
he turns around and, and marries William Morgan's wife before moving, um, you know, to whatever that the town in Illinois that they started the commune. Uh, it wasn't really uh, a commune. Carthage. 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 Yeah. 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 So. Oh yeah. I mean, I, like I said, he was a super super shady guy, oh. and uh, I I would not be surprised if that was true. So. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah, the whole church is just based on just total bullshit. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a lot of religions, I guess. But yeah. Um, no, this one especially. I mean, it's it's crazy. I can't believe I was a member of that church for twenty years. <sighs> I can. I mean, I had to escape, pretty much. So it's not like I had a choice until then. But no, Matthew brings up a really good point, though. I mean, the amount of knowledge that they have, second only to probably the Vatican, and it's no coincidence that they're two of the largest religious organizations in the entire world. You know, and they're so rich. They're so rich. It's disgusting. Yeah. And, and money wise, I would say Scientology's probably got Mormons beat just because oh, really? of the celebrity influence, I would say. Um, and the business model of pay to play, which the Mormons don't really have. Not for, you know, the majority of the people that are that are Mormons correct. Like you don't really have to pay to be a Mormon, but you have to pay to be a Scientologist. I mean you pay with money. Well you but... do have to pay every month your tithing, which is ten well, percent of your income. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Scientology is way before like way beyond way Oh yeah, their prices level. are are great. I mean, I've been approached by Scientologists numerous times to join. <laughs> and that's a story for another day, but um, I mean, I didn't join because I'm not a fucking idiot. But um, how dare you insult the integrity of John Travolta and Tom Cruise? What? Sorry, but you know <laughs> who did Travolta join? My brother got out. Travolta got out. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Probably because he... that that movie that he did about the history of it, like the futuristic space battle movie. What was that called? You know uh, what? Battlefield Earth. Battlefield I... Earth. It's probably because that bombed so terribly. He's like, you know what? Maybe this is made up, guys. Maybe. I secretly love that movie. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It just I enjoy the movie. The absurdity of it though. Yeah, but I yeah, I watch Andromeda, so I'm one of those people that watches absurd sci fi movies. I've never seen it. Now I wanna watch now I wanna watch it. So hey, Jason's shaking his head. Don't oh, watch it. Well, I do. I have watched a lot of Leah Remini's Escaping Scientology, and I just love it. I mean, That's I don't. It's not good. It's not great, no. but it's like I can relate because it's very similar to the LDS people. I mean, it's a cult, and it's not as aggressive, but it's still a cult nonetheless, as far as I'm concerned. And I was in that in cult. It. If I were presented with the choice to watch Battlefield Earth or stay at home and drive screws into my toenails, <laughs> I'd be looking for a screwdriver. No, you wouldn't. You no, lie. it's okay. I like a lot of movies that people hate, like the Mario Brothers. I love, oh, I love that, that. 
I love that. Oh, I like yeah. that movie too. People hate it so much, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I love it. It's bad, but I love it. Oh yeah, in the elevator redoing Mario Brothers. Yes. With like freaking Chris Pratt playing Mario, like I don't. It's just the voice. It's CGI. Oh, is it CGI? Yeah, the trailer came out yesterday. Okay, well that I can believe a little better. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah, it's okay. They they cast the Adams family, and it's awful. It's awful. Like the actor who's playing um Gomez, right? Yeah. He's oh, he's like a comedic. He's a comedic he's actor. He's not yeah. a Gomez. He's a great actor. Not a Gomez. He's more more fester. Uh, he should be fester. Is that out yet or no? November. I don't know. Not yet. I like how Matthew said it. Like I was watching a movie trailer just now. <laughs> I thought it was. Like, all the time. Thought it was a pre-recorded voice. It was really good. Good job. <laughs> Little November. tortilla boy. <laughs> oh, can I pay you to do voiceovers for my channel? Yeah. That'd be great. Um well, cool. I'm I want to I'm excited to see the Mario Land at Universal, but I think it's uh not for a while. But you know, I'm an old I'm an old millennial, so that was my childhood. An um, old I, millennial. Shut up, Adam. I'm an old millennial. I'm at the very beginning of millennials. And I I remember when I got my first Nintendo, like my dad had to take a fucking loan out or something. Like it was very expensive. Because yeah, we were yeah. not we we were poor. Like we were very poor. And my dad did that for us for Christmas. Which Layaway's coming back now on Amazon. You can do layaway on Amazon. It's so weird. They went away with credit cards. Now it's coming back. Oh, I love a good layaway. I really do. I don't mind it. Because then it gives you that, you you don't get that instant gratification that then you just like, you regret it after. Like you pay that shit off and then you get it. And then you're just like, look at me. I'm a big boy. I got this. I got this 49-inch TV for the bathroom. So excited. Or Whenever I was a kid, I thought it was called Way Away because way you told away. them you wanted it, and then they took it way away. Oh, and my gosh. they brought it back when... That's pretty good. That brings me back to Kmart. I spent every Friday in Kmart getting a, eating at the deli, getting our pretzel and our Slurpee, and getting something on layaway, it was fun. Yeah. On way away. I'm, we used to even I'm I'm probably the youngest here, and even us, I remember eating in like Kmart and stuff like that, and they were good restaurants. <laughs> it was fun. I loved it, but you know, I didn't realize when I was young, you know, how little we had and stuff because my parents did not let us know, and so I didn't. I mean. <laughs> Other than all the other bullshit I dealt with with my dad being crazy, I mean, we like I had a good time going to that Kmart every week and doing. I mean, I I managed to do some fun stuff without a ton of money. I wish I could do that still, but it's a little harder nowadays. Question: Favorite pie? Oh my god! What's it? What's everyone's it's not favorite? Not random pie? at all. Ooh, I'm a pumpkin man. Is pumpkin cheesecake count as pie? Because it's in pie form, but it's cheesecake. Nope. Sure. No. Sure, why not? 
Disagree. And Matthew. Oh, I know. Matthew's the tiebreaker for this. Is, I haven't said mine yet. Cheesecake a pie yet? I'm going to oh. wait then. I'm going to be the, the tiebreaker. Alright. I I take that back. Um. So my grandma had property in Redmond and we would pick blackberries from the blackberry bush. Mm. Oh my god. The best blackberry pie ever. It wasn't that awful store-bought crap and she didn't spray her garden. She was very old-fashioned. Oh, so good. That sounds delicious. It's a pretty Adam? good runner-up. My favorite pie, I'd have to say, is a chicken pot pie. That's <laughs> 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 oh, I'm yeah. eating it. <laughs> no, uh, I will say um, I hate, I hate, hate, hate pumpkin pie with a passion. I absolutely hate it. I do not eat it ever. Um, because one year I ate two pies by myself when I was younger, like two whole pumpkin pies because I'm a fat ass, and I got I threw up for like two days and. Ever since then, I cannot eat it anymore. Like, I used to love it. But it's like that, uh, with that and red vines, it kind of ruined my life when I ate like a five-pound bucket of those. Um, (laughs) But I do, I do love a coconut cream and a banana, or a banana pie, because, you know, I don't know. I just love them. So I guess I'd say one of those. Matthew? I was going to say key lime. But then he said coconut cream, and I think, oh my god, Ooh. that has to be my favorite. So yeah, I'm gonna go. It is really good. And when you get it made homemade and stuff, it just makes all the difference. See, I had to make coconut cream pie every day for six years. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so you're traumatized. <laughs> I hate it. It's like kale salad. <laughs> 27 kgs a freaking week. And I hate it. Kale salad, uh, to be fair, is really fucking stupid. I'm sorry. It's dumb. It is. It's a it's a weed that should have never been a vegetable. No. No. And you have, if you got my husband in this room right now, he would throw a fit if you even say the word kale. He like starts freaking out. Because once I put kale in beef stroganoff to try and be healthy, and he's like, you tricked me, you bitch. You tricked me. You put kale in this shit. And he would never eat beef stroganoff again for me. And I was like, I just wanted to try and be healthy. And he's like, well, take that shit and try it somewhere else. It's not happening here. Collard greens or chard. Excellent. Ooh, yeah. You don't need kale. No. No. The only, only exception for kale is the soup at Olive Garden, the Zupa Toscana soup. They put kale in it, and I love that soup, and I'll eat the shit out of it. But that's the only way I'll eat kale. Otherwise, it's pointless. Did you work at an Olive Garden? I worked, yeah, for four and a half years. Was was the soup in a can? Or did they actually make it? No, we made it. Like, I had to help make it. Like, they had us working in the back, like, crazy people and i'm like i thought i was a server okay why am i cooking like shit like that did they reuse the breadsticks uh no no the breadsticks were always terrible to me because they were hard as a rock and we always overcooked them or they would just sit under the light um but no everything 
it's funny like back when i worked at olive garden stuff was still made from scratch like honestly um it's not anymore now it's like i mean they sell fucking hamburgers for crying out loud so i i don't trust anything they do yeah they're trying to appeal to everyone it's like here greek restaurants don't make traditional greek because it the people won't like it and it's awful it's like you can have a fake gyro a pizza or a burger this is a greek restaurant now Mm, i love greek food see see, i i've worked at i worked for nine years at a traditional greek restaurant and they, they had burgers for the the nut job that wouldn't eat anything but a burger Mm -hmm. but they they had katifi for dessert they had uh traditional uh tiramisu moussaka moussaka uh Uh, have you ever had dr bareko is that what it's called i don't even i'm not saying it right it's a dessert um that's my freaking favorite of all time but I I go to a place in Long Beach, California, and it's like to die for. It's the best restaurant, Greek restaurant I've ever had. But also, I don't know any better, so maybe I'm wrong. Um. Yeah. So back to pie, lemon pie. meringue pie. That's my favorite. Oh, is it? Yep, That's lemon meringue pie. Too. I I never liked lemon or lime anything because it freaks me out because it was sour and it didn't make sense to me and I hated it. You're but Polynesian. Some, something happened though, you guys. When I hit like 35-ish, I just like want lemon meringue fucking pie every day now. And I love it. Um, your uh, taste buds change every seven years. Is that how often your cells re- completely regenerate is every seven yeah. years or something? Okay. That makes your sense. Bl- your, your blood renews every seven months. Your stomach is every three months. Your stomach cells completely regenerate. That's freaky. It's just <laughs> freaky. But yeah, yeah I'm I have all these questions of existential dread now passing through my head, and why? <laughs> really? Why are we here to? Just completely rebuild ourselves every three to three months to seven years. And uh, I wonder what sort of cosmic trickster would set these rules for intelligent life that we have to not only run countries and change diapers, but we have to also subconsciously rebuild our bodies after a certain amount of time. Just so we can keep on keeping on. And now, it's definitely a man that I, did that. I kind of just want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm actually on the opposite end of that because I am to the point of, all right, if I'm regenerating this, this, and this, then how come, like a lizard, I can't regrow an arm? Actually, there are a few human beings that can regrow. Uh, limbs but it's like only at at birth oh yeah and they've regrown fingers toes uh one kid regrew an arm babies are freaky they're like it's easy to believe in why people believe in changelings babies will get an arm cut off and they'll grow back they like completely freeze to death they'll take them to the hospital and they'll come back as if everything's fine babies are 
freaky. <laughs> it is freaky. And I'm already scared of kids. So now I'm even more scared of them. <laughs> they're terrifying. That's, You're just that's scared cool. of them because they're small versions of yourself. It's because I eat children's souls. Like Winifred oh. Sanderson. Adrenochrome? Um, what's that? Adrenochrome? Oh, that's what I oh. wanted to tell Matthew. Yes. Matthew, have you seen Hocus Pocus 2? I have not because I'm afraid that they're going to cast spells and it's going to come through the TV. <laughs> no, I can attest because I've seen it. I've seen it four times now, and I'm completely sane. Now, I, uh... I will. I have not watched it yet because I want to rewatch the first mm-hmm. one again since it's been a long time since I've seen it. But um, I've been told that the mother character that they reference is flat out a representation of Hecate. Oh. Yes. I didn't catch that. Yes. Oh, in the first movie. Right? No, no. In the second second one. Yeah. They did? Okay. It's very brief. They it's go, very brief in they the go, beginning. They'll talk and they'll be like, like mummy or something. It's very brief. Oh, we I didn't realize. get a lot of hate. I've never first Hocus Pocus. Jason, you hate Hocus Pocus, right? Are you the one that hates it? or is it No, someone? I just haven't watched it. I just haven't watched it. Oh, someone I know hates it with a passion and they're one of my uh, good friends and I'm just like, how do I even know you? Um, no, Hocus Pocus was great. I freaking love that movie. And I will... and it. Like, I liked it when it was not good to like, and everyone was like, what the hell is this shit? I mean, I remember being a 10-year-old boy, like, wearing a sheet, pretending it's a dress, singing like Bette Midler, in my basement with glitter. And it was amazing. Um, I'm going to have to say the gays are the reason we have a sequel right now, so you're welcome. Like, (laughs) Honestly, the the drag queens are who kind of just kept it going, and even when no one would, would watch it, and now it's like... Disney's like little love child of money, so of course they're gonna promote the shit out of it. So, so I, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'm good. What, what were you gonna say? So I, I read the that. book, and this isn't in the book. There's a raven in the beginning and the end. It's never referenced anywhere in the movie at all. They don't talk about it. He's an observer and he has he has a red and gold band on his wings. Never referenced in the book, never referenced in the movie. It's some kind of Easter egg. AJ thinks it's Raven the God. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you um did you guys like the movie? Or yeah. Oh, we loved it. Especially yeah. the casting. I'm so happy with the casting. The, they, they didn't keep to the book, but they, the changes oh, they were, were, were important. important. Horseface tried to overact, but Bette Midler, you, <laughs> like, you could see Bette Midler, like, putting her in her place. Like, one part of the movie, she loves <laughs> her. So, thank God she didn't ruin it. I love that she said oh, Horseface, and Horse I knew face. exactly who she was talking about. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, my God. My, my question after I saw the movie was, Okay, so they have like Disney money, right? So yeah. why could fix her face up a little so that she didn't look like she was 60? Like, I'm not trying to be ageist because I think it's great to age and 
become wise and old and wrinkled. Is that I mean, true, Matthew? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, Jason, you're a sassy little bitch today, aren't you? No, what I was, what I was going to, I was, just, I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear the question, so I can't make any. You're going to have it. to turn your hearing aids up, Grandpa. But oh, the, man. but the, <laughs> the thing I was just thinking about is I know that in the first Hocus Pocus, they were old and they became young. I have to wonder, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus too, but is it a case of they did not fully youngify? No, yeah. I mean, I don't know, does, maybe. But, does it but, explain that way? No, they didn't explain any of it. And they didn't explain no. why freaking Kathy and Jimmy was like 100 pounds lighter. And I was that threw me off because she was so skinny and looks so. I mean, I love them so much. And they were the movie. Like, they were the best part, of course. But it was just, it kind of threw me out of it when I was just looking at, like, Sarah Jessica Parker. It, like, depending on the lighting and the scenes, I'm just like, holy shit. Is she supposed to be the same one in the first one? Because she was in her, like, what, 20s? Um, she actually it, acted proper in the first one. This one, she was trying to be like... She was not good. She yeah. was. She was overacting. You're right. I noticed that when I was with my friends when we first saw it. I'm just like, what is she doing? What is this bitch doing? She's, like, <laughs> overdoing it. So I totally saw that. Um, but then here's my thing. I didn't like the end because I didn't like that. Well, I don't want to spoil it for Matthew. Right? Well, Matthew, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, it's a movie about witches that try and kill kids and then they die at the end because they can't kill the kids. So if you like the first one, maybe you'll like the second one because it's the exact same pretty much plot points. Um, but when they had the ending, how they made it all sad. And yeah, maybe I cried at the end. I'm not going to lie. I might have had a tear. But I then I thought about it and I'm like, this is bullshit. These witches aren't nice. They eat children. Why couldn't we keep them evil villains throughout I think the whole thing? It, it feels like they're trying to send the message about how like... So this was actually one of my questions was one idea of superstition you want to there's this whole thing now about I'm the the great granddaughter of the witch you didn't burn and they're trying to oh reach show people that you know these witches were in the wrong time and they were misunderstood and if they were today and it's just this no that's not history and so I think that's them trying to say basically Sanderson's sisters were just like the Salem victims. They were misunderstood and it led them to a dark path, but they can be redeemed. We all can be redeemed. I I, I like the ending because for me it was they get a happy ending and I'm getting old now where I want everyone who's not a QAnon person to have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was a sweet it was a sweet ending and it was it was a good way to like I guess wrap it up but now there's talk that there's a third one cuz there's a scene at the end where there's another black flame candle. Sanderson's sister yeah, was not the whole movie for me, Adam. Ah oh, shit. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I got to watch it now cuz Adam just told me the whole movie. I didn't tell you anything actually. All I said was there's a I, I think it was mostly me. <laughs> all, you, all, all you need to know is it's Disney. So, of course, they're going to milk the shit out of 
Can I just tell you something, Kay? I grew up next door to Disneyland. I remember they would never celebrate Halloween. They said it was, I talked to people who worked there um, and they were like, it's never going to happen. We're never going to do Halloween stuff because we're, we've got Christian values. Everyone here is very against that kind of stuff. The Haunted Mansion is the closest you're ever going to get. And then um, I used to work at a haunted house here in Salt Lake and the woman who started it, her name's Sydney Neal. She is the person who invented Halloween time at Disneyland. The stupid shit that they do now every year. Um, so it's kind of her fault. She made a shit ton of money. But I love it. I love the stupid shit they do at Disneyland. I I just hate that I have to pay for another ticket. I'm very angry. As someone who grew up in, in Southern California, I remember when tickets were 30 bucks. And I know they can't be 30 bucks, but they can't be 179 right now because that's what it costs to go in the park when I went was there last month. 179 bucks to go into just Disneyland for the day. And that is ridiculous to me. And that's um, California, right? Yeah. Or is that Disneyland. Florida? Disneyland okay. in California. And then they've got the thing where you got to pay for a fast pass. You got to pay for this if you want to go to Star Wars. I mean, by the time you're paying for all this shit, you're paying over $200 just to go to Disneyland for four hours. How many oh. times are you going a year, though, Adam? Well, back in the day, I would go 100 times in a year sometimes. I mean, that's that's why you get the annual pass. It's it's cheaper. Well, I, I don't think they're... Are, didn't they do away with them or something recently? Uh, I don't think so. But no, the thing is, is I'm not going because I, I just don't, I do not like anything about the parks anymore. The, the magic's completely gone for me. I'm a bitter oh, old queen. Adam. That, that, Adam breaks my, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. I don't want to hear it. I'm a big Disney, I am the biggest Disney fan you'll ever know until shit started getting weird over the past 10 years. Like it was a different place 10 years ago and now... It's just money. And I know it's always been a business. And Walt was a businessman at the end of the day. But I have to I'll, really think. I'll concede that point. And like the same with, with Hocus Pocus. It's like, you know, it's just I have I'm very conflicted about Halloween stuff at Disney because they were so against all of that stuff until they noticed that people were spending a shit ton of money on Halloween. Because it's like, what, the second most um, like lucrative yeah. holiday in the world in the and, states yeah. halloween makes almost as much as christmas it's getting pretty close yeah and so it's like yeah if they can make a buck then they'll do it but it's and even like the ceo the other day because i follow up on everything disney just because i grew up with it he literally said he's like i will they're like what do you think about raising the prices again like another 20 percent, like you did and he's like Something like to the effect of, well, I don't, I'm not worried. People will always pay. It doesn't matter what it will go to. We'll always yeah. have people that'll pay the money. And yeah. that's, that's the way that they think about everything now. And it's just not for me. Cause I went to Knott's Berry Farm and had a real great time last month. And I paid $50 for like everything. And if yeah. you, if you can have a fun experience and not mortgage your house for it, and I'm for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to Disneyland next month because someone's paying for it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pay. But my, my husband's work's paying. So, yeah, sure, I'll go. I'll deal with the crowds. But it's that's the other thing. It's not fun for me to deal with the crowds. And it's just crowds, shoulder to shoulder. How is that fun? for? I mean, not for me. 
Um, it's just not and anyone with PTSD is going to hate that. No. And honestly, yeah. for us adults that like Halloween, don't go to Disneyland, save up the money and go to Oregon Halloween town. Um, I don't know who owns Ooh. Halloween town. I think it must be Disney, but they have like the pumpkin. They have the taxi driver. Like they have the Halloween town as it is. It's a huge celebration and it's a good Oregon town. So it's all inclusive. You don't have the sketch Oregon people. And of course they have the gift shops for all of us who can't stop buying Halloween stuff. So oh, I love you it. have Talks. to make sure you take an extra suitcase just for the stuff. That's on my list to go visit for the channel. Um, I would love it. I love anything Halloween and, but like I said, I draw the line and given Disney 150 bucks to go to the park for the day and then another 100 bucks to go to their Halloween thing at the That's same cool. park for a fireworks show, pretty much. And some can't like, you know, a handful of candy or whatever. I'm not doing that. You know, I, I don't have any problem with people who want to do that. I think that's great if you love it, but it's not for me anymore. Um, I did it just to see Maleficent. I'm sorry. She's a sexy woman. So do you do you want to hear do you want to hear my my Mickey Mouse story? Yes. yes. Only if you say it in a Mickey Mouse voice. I will no. not anything in the <laughs> world. So, <laughs> Chase. Back in the eighties, I was around ten years old, and my mom took me to Disney World. And when I saw the commercials, you know, you you go to the gate. And there's Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald. And they're all at that gate waiting for you with open arms, ready just to sweep you up and hug you. And I was so ready for that. I, I was waiting. So we got to the gate. They're not there. We go inside. They're not there. We go around and around and around and they are nowhere to be found. And this is about midday at this point. And I am just, I'm getting beside myself. Aww. And they had a, a stage performance. And they had, um, at that point, um, they would be on stage and then I thought, okay, well, they're going to come off stage now and they're going to see that I'm there. And so when they went off stage, they went into the little tunnel and they, they scurried away. So they never came out. So at this point they had, that's when they would still have the villains out. And so you, you don't want to see the villains when you're young, but I am in the point of tears And my mom's like, okay, let's go over here and let's go see, um, let's just go see her. And it's Maleficent. And I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to see Maleficent. I don't want to, I just want to see Mickey Mouse. And he hates, and I'm just in the point of tears. And she's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because Mickey Mouse hates me. Oh. And she, you could see in her eyes that she just, her heart just broke and she laid down and she, 
wrapped her arms around me, hugged me, and she says, who needs that old mouse anyway? And after that, I was Maleficent. Awesome. And that was the beginning of the end for you. No, that's so sweet. That, that was the that. beginning of his slow descent away from baptism. Or yes. baptism. <laughs> I was, funny story, I was baptized um, in the, the Baptist faith um, on October 31st, 1982. Oh. I have That's... a question. Were you baptized where two rivers meet? No, I was baptized in a pond. Okay. Uh, I was reading something about... So Sir Nanos is very theorized because a lot of the Celt knowledge is gone. But there was someone saying that where two or three rivers meet is holy for Sernano. So I'm like, how many hardcore Christians are going down to the river and getting bathed in creeks and stuff? Because in the book I'm reading, creeks are a special place, especially where rivers meet, and they're getting baptized in the name of the God. Of God. What if they're getting baptized in a Celtic tradition for Sernano's? Is this in Jake's book again? Yeah, he was talking about, um, I can't remember what it was, but something about where two rivers meet or two creeks meet. Mm. Isn't that called a twain? A twain and a river. Mark Twain. Yes. Yes. You know, it's fascinating that where two rivers meet, a confluence of rivers, a twain... Um, is is, is <laughs> why you gotta say it like that? No, it wasn't a Please. dig, it just came off that way. Um, <laughs> oh my god, it's fascinating though that the the area of this a confluence, a twain, a twain, um, is revered as holy when people outside of traditional and historical religion know and have experienced that running water generates activity, not just paranormal activity and, and, you know, stereotypical activity like that, but like a, a perfect example, like Cernanos, you know, this, um, this pan, this everything, you know, this is an area where the field is alive, where it's hypercharged mm-hmm. and, it's it's utilized and exploited for you know uh christian church because it's a holy place because things happen there or maybe i'm just really out of touch and it really is holy and it has nothing to do with pan oh i don't think that's it i kind of get a a kick a kick out of this now knowing that people are, are getting baptized as christians in the twain of a river I have a funny baptism story. It doesn't involve me. I was only a witness. Someone would like to hear yes, that. Absolutely. Did they drown? No. And oh. when I tell you the story, you'll understand how that would be an impossibility. So, imagine it. Oblong, Illinois, 1994. That was a shout out to the Golden Girls, Adam. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say that picture. <laughs> so, uh, Two friends of mine are having a very, very in-depth discussion in the fourth grade 
about how one of them was going to go to hell because he had never been baptized. And the other friend said, don't worry, I'll save you. He said, at lunch, meet me in the gym. And he said, okay, I'll meet you in the gym. So lunch came around and there's my friend Joel and my other friend Nathan. Nathan is the one who's planning to go to hell. Joel's here to save him. And they go to the water fountain and they fill Joel's hands with water like a cup and they go underneath the volleyball referee scorer's stand and uh, Joel baptized Nathan that day in the gymnasium so that he would not go to hell. Oh, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> that is that is cute. I mean, you know what I was doing in fourth grade? I was doing automatic writing in the gym and doing Ouija boards and talking to the dead. So I did not get... you were the cool kid, in other words. I did not get baptized by my fellow students. I got told (laughs) I was going to hell. So, but I... That's cute. Kids are cute sometimes. Just sometimes. See, now I look at it the other way. And I say, kids around nine years old should have no basis for this being a thing that they need to be concerned about in their life and that the church has brainwashed people significantly enough that children are baptizing one another in gymnasiums in the Midwest so that their friends don't have to go to hell. Oh, no, I agree with you. I, they're definitely yeah. brainless. I'm just saying, like, he was doing it out of what he thought was just the goodness of his heart, and that's yeah. sweet to me. But, no, absolutely brainwashed. That's that's cuckoo for me. Yeah. Um, like, that's probably why my other friend punched him in the ear in eighth grade and ruptured his eardrum, and then he <laughs> was homeschooled for three years because he couldn't face the humiliation. Oh, no. Oh, I And, like, I've never seen anyone get baptized in a river because when you're Mormon, like, that's not a thing. Like, that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe it did at one point, but um, we get baptized in bathtubs (laughs) with, like, a mirror on the ceiling so that people can sit in a room and watch you. It's real creepy. That's how my bathtub is. That's how your bathtub is? I'm not surprised. I I I found my... I found my notes. So it's the place where two creeks meet is said to be a location of powerful healing. There you go. Yeah. I'm I'm more willing to believe that than I'm going to get salvation with the Lord. There's no salvation with you, Adam. There really isn't. You're right. You're too far gone. Absolutely right. Thank you. That's why I love you so much. Great to hell with me. Here's Here's a question I have for the group. Due to low are the recent popularity of Hellier and such, do you believe that Pan and Karunos are one and the same? I actually have a personal story about that. So after we watch Hellier, we open the altar. Something was already in the house waiting for the altar because as right before I opened the altar, a bunch of weird stuff happened in my house. We invoked Pan to the altar, but we got Cernanos. We didn't get Pan. We got the Horn God, even though Pan was the name we evoked. There you go. Wow. Same same thing. 
Same thing. What same do you thing, think, Jason. I think I think it's the same thing. I think that it's no different than people um, calling their grandfather their their grandpappy or or whatever. I don't think this thing cares what it's called. You know, it's been around forever. It's everything, in a sense. Uh, you know, I don't think it matters what people want to call it. Um, on Earth, we may call Mars Mars outside of our solar system if there is some advanced civilization that has the capability of recognizing planets and other solar systems as we do. They may not call it Mars. In fact, I guarantee you they won't. That doesn't mean that we don't call it Mars and that it's not the same thing we're talking about. So I think that it's definitely the same thing. That's a very good answer, Jason. I agree with you. Thanks. I think so. I think that's a very good way to put it. So um, I've got I've got a different perspective. I'm anxious to hear it. Yeah. I think that Pan or what is posing as Pan um is most certainly different than Kirunos. And I think there is actually a quiet battle going on right now. So I found out, or when I found out that Sarah and AJ had um, invoked Pan and they got Kirunos, that it's interesting to me. I have a lot of hesitancy in dealing with what people are calling pan because um, to not put a fine point on it pan is quite rapey oh incredibly rapey and you you get that you get that again and again in the the stories of um, the people who are being you know, induced with the spirit of Pan. Um, Dan was talking about it. Alan was talking about it. Um, yeah. I've got um, personal stories of people I know that were about it. Um, I don't get that with Kunas being one of my patrons. I don't ever get that. Do you think that comes from the duality of Pan's existence and the the uh, Oak King and the Holy King, the the two sides, the winter That's... and fall and the summer and spring, that everyone in the animal kingdom is a little rapey outside of civilization? No, like, think about it. You're a wild animal. You're living in the forest. You just want to procreate. You just want to keep your species alive. And Pan is supposed to be the spiritual representation of that energy. But he doesn't rape in the fall and the winter. He rapes in the spring so that the babies are not born into the cold. Quite possibly, but I think there's also a chaotic element to Pan that is not a good thing. Oh, I agree. I don't, yeah, I totally um, agree. When, when we invoked, there was like a 
couple of things that would go with Matthews. Like AJ was meditating and he felt something from the front door run towards the bedroom where the altar is. And it hit like hit a brick wall and couldn't get through through the door at me through the door. And when I consecrated the whole house as as uh, uh, an altar to to Cernanos, all of the kind of conflicting energy went went. Hmm. Now, speaking of Pan, there is a lineage of Pan, and the one that's truly rapey is the is the grandson of. The original pan Does and the that one Church of latter day saints have this genealogy yeah <laughs> yes they sure do go ahead i want to hear more about this yes <laughs> so the one that's rapey is the grandson of pan and he existed for only a small portion of the time of the existence of pan and the ones before and the ones after weren't as rapey. They were more benevolent. But that one was just wrong. It, 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 out of the entire lineage that I, mean, that I was able to find. Wasn't, was it the Greeks or the Romans that had Pan? It was the Greeks. Oh, I was going to say, if it was the Romans, that makes a lot of sense. But, well, <clears throat> it, the the thing is, by the time of his grandson... That's when Rome had conquered Greece. And so the mixing of a Roman god with the Greek god created Pan as we know Pan today. Because that is the one that everyone emulates. And that's the one that Mm -hmm. everyone's given power to. And so that one is the one that is trying to dominate. And then you have all these other versions of Pan from the originator to that one and beyond it that are trying to say, no, this isn't what we are. And they're trying to correct that. So like Matthew says, there's some sort of struggle to for dominance in the whole area of Pan because Pan is a title as much as it is an entity. So are you insinuating then that maybe we're not dealing with two sides of the same coin that we're actually dealing with different representations. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Something familiar. Like I was studying in, in, in Kabbalah. There's been a lot of, I'm doing a A lecture. It's esoterica. Definitely look it up. He's a really good for kind of ancient history. Justin Sledge. I'm studying, or I'm studying, I'm listening to his lecture on Kabbalah. There's a lot of crossovers between his lecture and Hellier and Ultra Terrestrials and Marco's experience. Um, Marco and them were saying that they felt negativity and like uh, pushback. And Justin Sledge was saying there's seven palaces and you have to know the codes and the keywords to get through them. And the angels do not want you getting through that palace. They will do everything to stop you, including one of the, I think, is it prophets? Yeah. One of the 
scholars of Kabbalah said he was almost killed by an angel. And I immediately thought of Marco and them and their ultra-terrestrial experience. I don't want to incriminate myself. I'm not going to say much more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I I have a strong disagreement with the shared terminology between Kabbalah and and Western Catholicism. I, I can't relate to Kabbalah because I think angels are bullshit. So I don't want to have to... I don't know, like make that a part of my life. You know what I mean? That that exists in it. So just the terminology alone is such a deterrent for me. And on top of that, not feeling like it's necessary to to get the results that you're wanting to join some sort of, you know, order or some sort of magical group and and you have to follow their their path, you know. So yeah, it's it's to me the whole thing kind of has that that stink of Christianity to me, you know. Even though it's not Christianity, and I understand that, um, I can't wash it off my hands after touching it. Cabal, look up Justin Sledge's stuff. He goes through the history. Christianity basically took the idea of the Kabbalah and took away all the knowledge. And they now they have no understanding of their own religion. Understand. Um, I still just can't get past that wall of angels. And uh, I know it's not the same, but they're called the same thing. And I can't. I don't. I, I just. That, that brings, brings me to the next uh, question. Oh, you have so, one. But I, Exercising your demon pets. Oh no! They released the episode of my possessed pet. Oh, oh yeah, trailer, and it was so bad. Just the trailer. Oh my god! Was awful. I mean, the my tra- cats are possessed for sure. Then, but I... oh. no, I will never watch that show. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. But that's that's pretty funny. I didn't even know this was a show. Yeah. Yeah, you guys went on a long rant at a fireside chat, and everyone's like, What the hell is this? It's so bad. Like, they're talking about my horse was possessed, my dog was acting weird, and we're like, Was your dog trying to warn you about carbon monoxide? Because in the trailer, it clearly looks like the dog is like, There might be carbon dioxide in the house. Like, oh. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Uh, no, that sounds like as crazy as the Texas lady who said watching Hocus Pocus is going to bring the demons in our, in our house. I saw that. Yes. That pissed me off so much. The trend, the, yeah, the trend of satanic panic. Satanic panic. What's wow. your guys' thoughts on it? I will. When's this episode going to come out? When is this going to be a public thing? I it's going to be probably before the thirtieth. Okay. Probably I'll, I'll have it out by the thirty-first. So, okay. Then there's a really interesting um, answer, basically, to that question on my podcast this year for Hair Racing Horror Ooh. Week. It wasn't really a question about it, but the answer. Uh, really took me by surprise and I think I know you guys listen um, 
I, I'm curious when you, whenever you hear it, I want, I would like to get your impression on it. I think it's, uh, I can't even answer it better uh, or talk about the satanic panic better than that. That was, I liked it a lot. Ooh, something to look forward to. I'll be listening, Jason. I can always count on you, Adam. I'll be here. How's the satanic panic in Tennessee? Do you guys still have that nut job? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> we have we have Greg Locke, um, who's over in Nashville, and he's always um he's the one that called out the, the witches in his congregation. So but there is also um there was going to be in Miraville for Halloween. It was just a Halloween party. Um, but they were calling it a witch's ball. And this local pastor um, went schizo on Facebook Live, um, was driving around in his truck trying to find the location so he could bless it. And they've gotten to the point where they've had to um, hire guards They've had to up their security. They've changed the location because they're afraid that this church is going to come and try to burn them. Oh my God. It is Salem again. Awful. Absolutely. Um, It's, there is a lot of talk in the local pagan community. Um, There's people that are, you know, reasonably frightened by the the pushback that thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Yeah, because you can carry guns in Tennessee a lot easier. So that's actually scary. You I'm act curious. as if there's a there is an agreement between the government and the people of Tennessee on whether or not they're allowed to carry guns. We have <laughs> We have open carry and concealed carry without a permit here. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same here in Utah. Not here, man. Illinois, if we can't make money <laughs> off of it, you can't do it. Well. You have to have a permit I, for everything. I do miss Illinois. That was my favorite place. You're the only person who has ever said that sentence. Yeah. What is well, going I, on? I lived in Indiana, which was so boring. And you can go to Illinois and, like, there's Chicago area. And then they have that. I'm going to butcher this. They have a wall with a carving of a Thunderbird in Illinois that's amazing. And yeah, over by all. Talk about that. Yeah. Mounds in Illinois. I can't remember. If I'm remembering There's mounds that, in right? Indiana also. They're in people's private property. Yeah, but the thing about it is that because we farm so much here in Illinois and Indiana and Ohio, um, most of the mounds that were here are gone. They're plowed through. Um, if you were to go back, you know, you know, four hundred years, five hundred years, probably, um, man, it would have been a different landscape. You know, but because of the the climate and the geology, it's perfect farmland, and uh, that outweighed the cultural heritage of the indigenous people. Unfortunately, because you know the white people are trash. 
No comment. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I think white people is crazy. Set that up for you, Adam. I'm half white, so I'm half nuts. How's that? Yeah. No. no, but like the mount thing, um, yeah, all over. I'm finding I, I'm always researching something, you know, like always have something going on. And I, I had dipped into uh, Native American stuff uh, again for a little a little minute or two, and I was looking up mounds like around me. Uh, you know, within a few hours, of course, Cahokia uh, on the west side of Illinois by St. Louis is massive. Um, but then not far from me in Indiana, there's one um, It's a, it's actually a state park now. I'm going to go there soon. I don't know when I'll have time to do that, but I'm going to go there. They actually have a, a, a giant carved Bigfoot statue from a tree that was there. Um, which I find fascinating. I think what it came from was um, like why I got into looking at mounds locally was because of the Black Panther lore and the proximity of Black Panther stories to Indian mounds and significant Native American sites and how everyone in my county has a story about a Black Panther but they're not the giant black panthers. They're just like normal sized black panthers. Um, and and I, that's how I got into looking at like where there could be mounds locally. But then when you pull up Google Maps and you look around me, it's like you know, acres and acres and acres and, and miles and miles and miles of nothing but fields. It's hard to believe that there weren't mounds like right here, you know. And so. Just because the mounds themselves are destroyed, that energy is not destroyed that was put into them. So definitely still portals for alien big cats. I wonder if that's why we have the UFO crop circles in, in far fields. Maybe those areas were once mounds. Maybe. Maybe. That's a good point. Um, what you were just talking about, brought uh, Aztec mounds to mind and we don't know exactly who built the, the mounds, right? Who the mound people were. Some of them. Or some of them? Like all in, in the states we do, the Adena, the Hopewell. Um, there's a little bit of conjecture that the Shawnee and the Illini had taken in some of these mound builders and referred to them as, I think it was the uh, Moon-Eyed people and that they were responsible for Cahokia, which is a, you know, it's a giant site. Um, is that in Collinsville? Um, or, uh, like it's in Illinois, right? Yeah, but it's like, it's right by St. Louis. I think it's between Collinsville and St. Louis. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. Like you said, like the Aztec, I don't know. I I have no idea. Because but, in in Aztec culture, they they had a, a cult to the panther. Yeah. And yeah. their priests would dress as panthers, in panther skins, and become like a shifter, and they could shape shift into panther form. Could could it not be the spirit of a shaman that you're seeing in yeah, panther yeah. form? Yeah, 
protecting the protecting the sacred ground. Yeah. Thoughts, Matthew? Uh, I know with with the Moon Eyed people, um, there is a the site down in Georgia where there is um, because a, a lot of the Moon Eyed stuff they they try to attach that to uh, Maddock and the the Welsh, um, but there yeah. are a lot of um, structures, walls. Um, but there was I know at one place, interestingly enough, um, there was a temple that had been built with a giant serpent with ruby eyes. That's mm. cool. That's cool. That, that is definitely oh. nice. Serpent is, is a, a, a worldwide archetype. Uh, Namu was, is the progenitor of what Tiamat is. And Tiamat is, is a, uh, a destroyer serpent, but it's like a hydra. Yeah. It's another example of Christianity um, trying to convert people of, you know, different belief systems and saying, you know, the snake that you have worshipped for generations and generations and generations, he's the bad guy in our story. So you'd better come over here and take care of this because, you know, he's tricking people into eating apples and shit. And you don't want to have any part of that. You got to get away from the apple tree and you got to come over here and worship white Jesus because that's what we do. That's the only way to salvation. White Jesus. Blue-eyed white Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say this, this is, well, maybe a little bit along the lines, but I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go to Chichen, Chichen Itza. This, December to the pyramids. I am gonna, so I'm gonna go to some some Mayan ruins. I'll let you know if I run into any shamans or anything crazy when I'm there. How's Evan, that? When you're there, especially if you're going to be around Mayan ruins, find out for me um, if there is truth to the. Um, there's been some papers written um, recently about an elevated mercury reading oh, in Mayan yeah, ruins. Oh. Um, one of our um, Gwethunic friends um, sent me an article today about the Mayan ruins and the mercury. Oh man, you gotta post that in House of Weird. Okay. I just imagine these labyrinths filled with rivers of mercury. That would be amazing. Poisonous. It's only poisonous if you fall in it. Or eat it. <laughs> or or eat it. it. I, yeah, I haven't eaten any mercury lately, so. Lately. If I, if I see any, I'll report back to you. I'll, I'll have to ask. I'll let you know. Is there, is there some kind of a metering device, Matthew, that we can come together and get for Adam to take with him on this trip that could like do a soil sample or um, sure, there's atmos- an app, you know? atmospheric we do thing? A Kickstarter kit. Is there, an, is there an app for that? <laughs> it's like the Necrophonic, but for Mercury. Yes. Yeah, the Mercophonic. <laughs> the Mercophonic, exactly. 
I mean, I mainly, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to go to go see it. I'm gonna tell you, I like, I like Adam's travel part of his videos, but I enjoy his food portions even more. Oh yeah, big you time. and me both. I'm like Adam. Show me what you are eating. Oh no. I know I got told that it was stupid by a lot of people, but I'm just I've decided, you know what? Like I don't care. <laughs> Good for There's you, a- man. I love, I love to eat. And I'm gonna show you what I'm eating where I go all over the world. And you're gonna just you're gonna love it or you're not gonna love it. The I other day when it. I was I was eating fried chicken because at Knott's Berry Farm and I was sitting here talking about the the taste profiles of the rosemary crusted pork loin and as i'm doing it there's a zombie that's like behind me the whole time and he's like shaking his head and he's in the camera like peeking over my head and he just thinks i'm the biggest asshole ever and i didn't know he was there for a good minute and it was just a delight so you're gonna see that this weekend i'm gonna post that oh yeah but people do think i'm nuts um and that's fine my favorite thing about Adam's videos, and I've said this before, is I love the way that you cut things. Like, especially <laughs> if you're saying something and you're like, you're escalating, 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 and right before you get to that payoff, you cut it. I do. And I love that. I do. That is such great comedic value. And That's so Adam. Dude. <laughs> I absolutely love it. That is my favorite thing about your content. Like, I love all the other stuff, but that is top notch. That's the, I mean, mainly it's because you're going to hear an F-bomb, so I've got to cut it, and, you know, it works. Whatever. It's so funny. Like, that's my that's my type of humor. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. I do love to swear, especially if I'm very excited about food or... Um, being lost somewhere because I get lost a lot on these videos or um, I get lost in my house so I mean it's really not I get lost <laughs> anywhere it's just gonna happen but no I I need to come hang out with you guys I need to come to Kentucky because I want to oh my gosh there is a ghost in this office Thanks. did you hear that Okay, maybe um, my cat knocked something. Cat. We're going to Goblin Market next year, Adam. You have to come. It's oh, oh. dude. Yeah. Where's that? Somerset. It's at Dandelion. Oh, it's in Somerset. And it's all of the local vendors and all of the weirdos and wonderful oh. people. There's a there's a pretty decent chance that the next Goblin Market will also be. Uh, a showing of my documentary, like on a big screen. So, oh, isn't that where you were? That's so cool. I'm so mm. excited. You have to release a Blu-ray too, so we can. Oh buy my it. god! No way! Oh, I can't even. I can't even. You have I to tell even. us if that happens, Jason, and I will come. I'll be there. Oh, I'll dude, find a way. We, yeah. Yeah, Adam, we could fly you into Louisville and I could pick you up on my way down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you definitely have to go. And I get cheap hotel rooms anywhere I go in the world, so it's even cheaper than $50, y'all. If if the weather is decent, like we got camp. Matthew and I camped at Dandelion last time. Well, and I say that. (laughs) I say that. 
and here's what happened. All right. I, I was the only person in a tent in this seven acre pasture, right? This little tiny tent, air mattress, big old me, like a bear crawling into a cave. And I told Matthew, I said, Matthew, I'm kind of scared, man. I said, I wish that you were camping with me. And he said, Jason, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, brother, because I love you so much. I'm going to park my car next to your tent, and I'll be there for you if you need me in the night. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and Matthew was gone. <laughs> like a thief in the night. And I had to pee in the bushes all alone. He you promised that we would cross the streams, but we didn't because it was just one stream. There was no holy land at Dandyland that night. Oh my gosh! No that's twin. That, is that the picture that you posted on on uh, Instagram where you were like something about good night and you were in a tent? Yeah, yeah. And there was the moon or something. So, so you were you were by yourself, like just oh, yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So I what mean, he's not like. No. Go ahead. What he's not telling you is, we didn't go to bed till like three thirty in the morning. Oh. <laughs> so he slept for like two hours alone. Exactly. Well, that's not so bad. I mean, if I can go by myself in the conjuring house and not get eaten by demons that I don't believe in. Demons aren't real, but Matthew leaving me was very real and the effects are going to be felt for decades. That, well, you know what? what? I will. I would never camp by myself like that because I'm too scared of aliens and I'm not doing it. So if, but I would go with you and it's like, we could go like, if there was someone else, I would talk about it, but there's no way in hell. <laughs> so I mean, there will be yeah. Joey with two E's. Yeah, Joey with two E's will be there. Um, but yeah, also, we're saying it's an inside joke. Um, yeah, we're yeah. saying camping alone. But like, I walk 150 yards and I'm at Dan's house. So there were like five people sleeping in Dan's house, and then another 75 yards from there is uh, Dan's studio. Uh, where there were probably four other people sleeping. Like, I wasn't really alone. I was just the only one who was out in the field. You know? But would they be able to hear you scream in the night, in the dark? Oh, no. Everybody was pretty messed up by um... that point. I feel like no one would have heard anything. I think oh, you Matthew know what? and I like, were the only were... ones that were sober. You were sober? Okay. I was going to say, if I was drunk, then I would totally sleep alone in a field that was sober. Oh, no. That's why I was sober. It's like, I'm not going to be out here losing my mind in this field in the middle of the night at Dandyland of all fucking places and be all hopped up on alcohol and and other assorted chemicals. I was not going to have any part of that, especially because I knew Matthew wasn't going to stick around and he was going to bail on me and I would really be alone out there. And then what would I do? God, you did did not know that because I did not know that. You would call an Uber. It's fine. There's no Uber you know, in Somerset. There is not. Four of us need to do. We should. We should. If hopefully our business, we can start making profit. Pay for everyone to camp at the UFO tower. That would be awesome. Where's that at? I think Colorado. it's in Colorado. Yeah. Oh my. This God. this lady, she uh, she has a campground there. She used to have a farm. I've heard of I've heard of this place, yeah. Yeah. She she but she built this tower and now she has wicked UFO sightings in this area and has always had them. 
and now it's just becoming more and more oh yeah popular. it's one of the most popular ufo destinations now well that's but, just next door to me so let's do it that's not fair talking about staying out at night in in a field now where i lived in nova scotia there's a place called the Barrens, which burnt out and it's all blueberries and bears I camped out there just after getting back from the military by myself. It's a mile and a half back in the woods. And then you can walk for four days in any direction and not see anyone. So I get up in the middle of the night and there's a wolf sitting across from from me. And the only thing keeping it from me is this little fire that I had built to keep me warm. And it just sat there and stared at me and then got up and walked away. Yeah, uh, that's... mm -mm. If he comes again, (laughs) I shot him him two socks. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants some fire too. He was cold. Yeah. But uh, that was a moment in my life where I said, you can come kill me, but I wish you wouldn't. But the thing is, is (laughs) wolves were almost extinct there. I don't think that was actually a wolf. Well, it was... I think it was something more spirit than flesh. Sitting down, it was five feet tall. Yeah, exactly. It was a spirit wolf. Oh, for sure. Or one of them twilight wolves. It was a dire wolf. Oh no! (laughs) You know, speaking based on a true story. Speaking of dire wolves, they actually found uh, skeletons of dire wolves in East Tennessee. I saw that. I cannot. We have to wait two years to go to Tennessee. I don't want to leave when we. The I keep reading about East Tennessee, and it's like that place should be its own state. Like, it is... There's something about East Tennessee. We are our own state. We're the independent state of Scott. Yeah. Until recently, technically. Uh, we Listen, we never... Um, <laughs> we never was there a uh, vote? There was not, not only was there not a vote, but we never declared peace with Germany, so... Still an independent state. Oh. I'm just going to go to Dollywood if I go to Tennessee. Well, and I'll say hi to you, Matthew. But I mean, that's the. Adam, only if you go I to have. Dollywood, I am going to Dollywood with you. I would love that. My that is wild. since I was eight years old when I thought Dolly Parton was my grandmother. Like I really, in my mind, thought she was my grandmother when I was growing up because that's a, like a whole other story. Yeah, but I it, my bucket list has always been Dollywood and panning for gold in the Smoky Mountains, or you know. Something like that, to that effect. It's going to oh, happen. Yes. I could probably make that trip happen, too. Well, I have a feeling it's going to happen next year. I'm going to make it happen. I have so. a quick question before 7. Because we have to work tomorrow. I've been dying to ask you guys this. Would oh. you rather stay in a haunted house or spend the night alone in a cornfield? Cornfield, man. It's my natural habitat. 
I, I live in a cornfield right now as we speak. Like there's, I mean, there's corn all around my house. So, I mean, I'm already doing that. I would say haunted house for sure. That's my, that's my go-to anyway. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me, let me qualify. When you say haunted house, are you talking like the Valeska murder house where there is a lot of bad energy or is it just a place that is reported to be haunted where there it's probably malevolent spirits? I can make it even more interesting for you. Would you rather stay in the Bell Witch Cave or in a oh. cornfield? What what's going on at the at the cornfield that you're trying to get me in? Is this blessings he no. walks behind the rose? Is there something you know? Are you trying to get me sacrificed to <laughs> the corn god? Is that is that what I because you're awful interested in this cornfield? Yeah, what's going on? She misses um, home. Let me let me just say that yes. I am not afraid of Kate Bats, and the reason I'm not afraid of Kate Bats is if I were to encounter Kate, I would treat her with respect, like much unlike John Bell did. I like that. So and I I'm, would I wouldn't be afraid of the Bell Witch Cave. I wouldn't either. I would go to the Bell Witch Cave too before a, a cornfield because that's just to me it's not scary at all. It's just kind of like I'd be hungry and I would be bored. So. Which, which cave, please? The, probably, I, I would change my watch, answer to which cave. Yeah, when you watch the documentaries about the witch cave, and there's a really good... I don't know how legit it is. It could be bullshit, but there's a supposed descendant of someone, and maybe the guy who is cursed, who says his oh, family's cursed. The bell, the, the bell descendant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so they go through the cave. It seems like people who go to the Bell Witch Cave go there to cause mischief. So bad things right. happen. To them. Yeah. Right. A funny aside on that. Um, in that show, I can't remember which episode it is. Um, they actually get um, Sarah Pugh to come through there. And um, she's better known as Angel Lee. Um She's a friend of mine that is a medium, and she actually conversed with Betsy Bell and had has a very good um, understanding of what actually happened. Oh, what happened? Interesting. It's a good documentary. I just it's one of those you don't know if they're making everything up, but it's interesting to watch. I was just looking at the the UFO tower thing. It's really I was wanting to see where it is on the the parallels, but interestingly, on the map, it's close to um, Navajo Nation. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's uh, an Apache Nation reservation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all out there. And let's go to it. And then also, yes. Add that to the list of Dollywood, Bell, the Bell Witch Cave. I'll be there. Uh, we'll, we'll do all of it at once. Sounds great. I think the Bell Witch Cave is a park. I know the, the house you can't go to anymore. That's private property, I think. Right. 
But the cave is a park, I think. The the thing about the, how can I put this? The cave is is fun to visit, but it's there's not it's it's a tourist attraction. Um, I guess, I it's guess the that's conjuring what house, is that what you're saying? Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> about the conjuring house. <laughs> Adam, we are we AJ and I want to go back with you and we want to investigate the woods. We think that's through the no. Real- actually, now that I think of it, I was so dumb. I didn't go to the cemetery because I didn't realize how far away it was from the house. But it's it's on the property, but it's like a long. It's like a at least a half an hour walk or so, and I had no nothing with me, and I was just live streaming like an idiot. Like I was on the Blair Witch. Like I was the Blair Witch movie and i was gonna get killed and i could hear things in the woods that were like animals like that were gonna eat me animals so i would love to go back and do that that scared me more than the house i don't think the fairies and the land spirits would hurt you though because you're respectful i try to always be with that stuff yeah I mean, there was some residual... I mean, there was definitely something going on. I did catch some kind of weird EVPs of voices of people that weren't... And I realized there was 10 of us in the house or around it. But I was able to weed out the stuff that was them or not. And there was definitely something there that was haunting the home. But it is not, you know... Was was anything, was anything actively answering questions... That you, I forget whether or not that happened. Did they answer any questions directly well, to what you were asking? When I was doing the Estes method, um, I was hearing all sorts of things that were leading me to believe that it was like we're talking like soldiers out on the property kind of thing, like behind the house. Okay, which I yeah. didn't know all the history, um, you know, Revolutionary War kind of stuff. And so that's what I got from it. But I never got that the, like, the devil was going to get me in the house. I did think there were some some uh, energies that were like more negative. But it's nothing I haven't dealt with before. But it was just, I was letting it get to me when I was doing it by myself and live streaming. Because, you know, you see the stupid movie, which it's a stupid movie. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's It's not... It's ridiculous. It's Hollywood. But then I let it kind of get the best of me at a, a certain point in that investigation. And then I just said I was an idiot to myself and I got over it. But there's definitely something there. I think it was attached to the family when all that happened in the 70s. And it kind of went with them or whatever. Yeah. If it happened at all. I mean, I don't know. It's Ed and I Lorraine think, Warren. So I think it did because... I'm doing some research to talk to someone about mini black holes and like time and is paranormal just us peeking through the veil because some of the stuff that uh, the daughter said, I'm seeing little stories here in Canada. Like there's one story where she said her mom was really thin at this point and she sat her mom down and it was like, let me go heat you up some mac and cheese. And her mom's like, okay. 
So the Conjuring House, um, it's open. So like they have a dining area and then you can see into another dining area. And the mom was sitting there and saw a family in period clothing. And the two men turned around and was like, do you see that? And here in Canada, we have stories of people who are like going to bathroom at night. They see a ghost and a ghost is, is looking at them like, who the fuck are you? Like, they're both looking at each other like they're ghosts. Oh, I've always thought that. I've always said, even like when I first started investigating in like 2000 or 99 or whatever, I always said like, what if we're the ghost? And you know what I mean? Because there's been times when I've been to places and we've seen things and they've been intelligent enough to look at us and look like they were startled at seeing us, like they were seeing us. And it it really makes me wonder what we're seeing really. Um, And so I think that's really interesting. And um, Adam, have you seen the others? Yeah, I know exactly. That's what I was yeah. getting ready to say. Nicole Kidman would agree. Yeah, the others like shook my ass. Like when oh, I saw that movie. That movie's so good. It was so good, and I was maybe nineteen or eighteen years old when it came out. I was younger, and it gave it made me like I had to sit and think for like it made me think for for weeks and weeks because I'm like that's like when the seance happens. That's kind of what I think has happened on, and I always. I always ask that to people when I'm in an investigation with them. I'm like, do you think that we're the ghosts and we're being investigated? I mm. mean, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's too much for my little brain. I don't know. If you if you think they're in physics, it's not proven yet, but it's heavily theorized that there's a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And each one is slightly different than ours. Some will be exactly the same. Others will be completely different. But yeah. if you're looking from this universe into one that's similar yeah, enough that you can... Ethan said if our if our matters touch... It would be very obvious. It'd be well, it'd like be obvious. fringe style but, stuff. But think think of it. If that is the result of a touch, the seeing between. Maybe. I think yeah. it's mini black holes. It could be mini black holes. I, that's my idea. <laughs> uh, I like a mini black hole. That's fine. Apparently, mini black holes go through the world yeah. and us all the time. Just to give you nightmare fuel, Adam, many black holes apparently pass through Earth and our bodies all the time and we can't see it. Nice. But, you know, there's been so many stories over the years that I've, you know, firsthand talked to people who have, like, driven through a town or whatever and they encounter a group of people or, a, like, a scene or, or a, a gas station or a place and and talk to the people, been around them, come back through and it's abandoned or it was never open. Or, you know, they witnessed something that should not have been there and it was gone when they came back. I've had yeah. it happen to me here in Utah in a place that I can't explain where I've seen 
a restaurant full of people and I made a note to myself to go back and eat there. And it was, it's just here up the Canyon from my house. And then I came back just this, maybe a month or two later and it was abandoned and it hadn't been open for, for years. I have a very similar story to that. My friends and I were going down to the Shawnee forest. This is actually the same trip that I end up encountering the house from my dream that sparked this whole documentary. But on our way down, we all had to pee really bad. And so there's nowhere like restrooms, like there's no gas stations. Like we'd been peeing in the woods for, you know, a few hours, but we're on the road. We're on a highway. So like, we're not going to stop and pee on the side of this highway, but there's this little like restaurant and we parked the car. We go inside and it, although there's only like maybe seven or eight cars in the parking lot, this restaurant is full of old people. And they all looked at us almost in unison, like we had busted through the door with shotguns and we're screaming. Like, so we go to the bathroom and we bail as quick as we can because it was such a weird thing. And yeah, it was probably six months later I went down there and it looked like the place hadn't been open in decades. And it still looks that way. I think you've told me that story before. That's crazy. But I believe it. What movie? We've watched so many many movies movies recently, I couldn't tell you. Legend. Which one? Not Legend. No. The zombie movie? No. Oh. Or no, Legend is not the zombie movie. That's the Tim Curry demon movie. Not Legend. Um, He was a hot Satan in that one. Yes, Yes, he he was. was. Sorry, I, it made me feel a type of way as a kid. Sorry about it. Okay, I'll let you continue. <laughs> That's awesome. Where's that pan? Can we get him to come give me a visit? <laughs> you don't want to meet pan. I don't want to meet pan? Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> And if you're offered food from a stranger in the woods, don't, don't eat. eat it. Always eat it. I eat everything, though. That's terrible. What am I going to do? And and I'm Polynesian, it. so it's a very big sign of like disrespect if you don't eat food someone gives you. Like It's so rude. Always in, eat it. In the woods, it could be fairy food, and then you'll be lost in fairyland forever. Can you think of a reason why that's not better than the shit show that we're walking through every day right that. now? Like, very true. <laughs> I'll have some fairy food. That sounds fine. Because um, I'm good with this area. Um, okay, I- I'll remember that, you guys. I'll I'll let you know if I see anything. Go ahead. Do you have oh. a question? What is one weird encounter you've had in the last month oh oh i had one just this week oh <laughs> there you go but it's like i'll let the other guys go first because i've been talking too much matthew no. what's happened tell us did you say in the last week or the last month one. last month um goblin market was in the last month wasn't it yeah, close um, enough. I 
I saw Dan Dutton's foot turn into a cloven hoof. Yeah. And, Whoa. and, um, I also manifested a painting. True. But it was, it was like three o'clock. Dan was playing. Um, everybody was out on the porch and I was watching Dan play and he had his foot crooked in such a way that it looked like as he was moving his foot, that his foot was shifting between a normal foot and a cloven hoof. Is that the video that you posted, Jason? Or um, no. I mean, same time. I didn't. I was outside talking with Nathan and uh, and Matthew had sort of been in this transition for a few minutes and I had noticed that he was brazenly staring at Dan, but I didn't know why at the time. And then um, in a break of conversation on, on the porch of of Dan's place, uh, Matthew says, uh, Hey, Jason. Dan's foot just turned into a cloven hoof. (laughs) And yeah, it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I looked at him and I said, in my head, I'm thinking that seems about right. I don't remember what my external reaction was, but it was like, um, I had already had sort of this um, fulfilling answer or like cosmic answer that I had been waiting on for a long time that night and cloven hoofs were just, you know, that's just a little extra for me at that point. I was, yeah, I was coming to grips with, I don't know, a weird sense of, of reality and closure in a lot of different ways that I, that I don't think I conveyed externally. Matthew, I don't know what you thought, was going on like with me there was a lot of love that night oh man are you saying it was an orgy or was it no no because i'm into it i'm gonna i need to come to these this camping thing is off listen i can look but i don't touch i'm not crazy i mean especially if joey's there joey with two e's um that was my weird encounter. I think Joey might be not human. Okay. I got to get out to these places. This Joey guy comes up to Nate or to Matthew and I, we were sitting outside he's a musician. He was playing a theremin. I mean, for one, who does that? Um, a witch would play, play one of those and I'm into it and I love it. So that's already awesome. Continue. But we're standing outside. <laughs> he he approaches us, and we're I don't even remember what we were talking about. It's lost because this was such a weird little thing. And he's like, uh, "Are you guys a paranormal guys?" And I looked at Matthew, and he kind of looked at me, and I'm just like, "I mean, I don't know which guys you're thinking of, but we're pretty weird." Good for them, you were Zach Bagans. <laughs> and. Uh, Anyway, like he, uh, he's like, I got a ghost story. And Matthew and I could not have been less interested in what this strange man had to say to us, but we feigned that interest very well. And he proceeds to tell us about this nun or something. I've got to be honest. I was just staring at his mouth the entire time. 
Um, but he, he, uh, he introduced himself to us as Joey and we're like, you know, nice to meet you, Joey or whatever. And he's like, that's two E's. And I'm, I'm looking at the word Joey appear above his head, like spelled out. And I'm like, where the fuck is this extra E? Is it J O E E? And I'm like, is that a nickname or your given name? And he goes, oh, a bit of both. And I'm like, the fuck does that mean? Like, what in the world do I like? But anyway, he explains his middle initial was E, right, Matthew? I I assume. And like it was like Joseph Edmund, blah blah blah. I don't know. I don't remember. And to be honest, I I hope I don't ever have to know. But so his dad was also Joe. So it was Joe. Joe E or something. I don't know, man. It was such a weird little thing that happened. And then like he, he just went somewhere, but then he was there all night. And after Matthew abandoned me in the pasture of Dandyland in the middle of the night, I get up expecting to be greeted by Matthew's smiling face, warm personality, maybe even a hug. I don't know. Could be too much to ask. Maybe not, but Matthew's gone. And I hear someone talking over in the distance, and I'm like, well, at least somebody else is awake. And I waltz my happy fat ass out of my tent over to the sound of people, and it's fucking Joey sitting on a picnic table. And Joey was blitzed not four hours ago. And there he is. He gives me a big old smile and a big old wave, and he says, good morning to you. And I waved, and I said, good morning. And I walked right past him. And pretended he didn't exist for the rest of the time that I was there. And I went inside and ate one of Dan's biscuits that he had made. And they were delicious. And I went home. So, therefore, he's not human? Is that what you're saying? Well, it was just such a weird encounter with a person. Like, I've never, not in a very long time have I encountered a person quite like that. It was just, yeah, a strange tone. No. Dandyland is a liminal space. Dandelion is a very liminal space. And I really think, because like with me, I think the energies, the gods, whatever they do, they do stuff like that just to unsettle you so you don't get in a routine. It was unsettling. What were your thoughts on Joey, Matthew? I'd like to know what you, because we never really talked about, we joked a little bit, Um, but we never really talked about him. Interestingly enough, um, and it's really not my story to tell, so I'm not going to tell the whole thing. Um, but when I went to go pick up my painting, um, Dan, I had an audience with Dan, just me and him for about two and a half hours. And I would have stayed longer if I was able to, but he was telling me a story about, um, he has this rare apple tree or cherry tree because of course he does that you can only find in two places in the United States because of course he does. Yeah. And he was talking about this conversation, these phone conversations he was having with this, this woman who wanted one of the tree saplings. And so he has them come over to help him get this, this sapling and he was convinced that they were goblins. And I, from 
everything you'll have to have him tell the story because from everything that happened between them in that encounter, I fully believe it as well. So do you think Joey was a goblin too? Joey was something. Joey uh, wasn't he was something. What was what was your story, Adam? Oh, it's kind of dumb, but um say it. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys already know, like, I, I got some bad news this week about my health. And uh, the day that I got the news, I woke up the day before, and it was four o'clock in the morning. And um, my dad has been passed for 11 years now. But he only comes and shows himself to me when something really horrible is about to happen. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And I mean, I don't know what y'all believe in that kind of stuff, but for me, I mean, I've seen him. He's come, he's come to me since he's died um, about three times and I haven't seen him in years. And this one morning at four, I'm in the bed just trying to sleep and I feel someone sitting on my feet and it's him and he's at the foot of my bed and my husband's next to me. And right as I saw him, I knew that something really bad was going to happen and then my brother is calling me on the phone as this is happening from his house. And it's four o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's when he said he was seeing balls of light floating around his house. And that's the video I just posted on my a YouTube channel of his security camera footage of what looks like a UFO floating around his driveway. Oh and I know God. that... It, I know that people think that it's like it could be a spider web. It could like I get it. I've done this for years. I know how to debunk shit. But it was not that because my mom, who doesn't lie about that kind of stuff, she was in the background really upset because these balls of light were in her bedroom window and it was going around the house. They were seeing it with their eyes. But this is all while like my dad is sitting at the foot of my bed. And then the next day I got you know, that news about that I won't get into that about some health issues I have. And now I'm like reevaluating my entire life. So yeah, it's been an eventful week. It's been weird. And this week has been something. There is something to I was telling my friend every year in October, around the fourth of October, it's always around the fourth or the fifth of October, I have something paranormal happen in my house no matter where I've lived in my life. I don't know what the, I do not know what the correlation is, but it's happened for decades. And so this was on the 4th of October. It could be an egregore. We we learned that by watching a kindred spirit thing. And like people say, like on April 2nd, we were pushed out of our home. And now every April 2nd, we have curses. You can actually create egregores that can create negativity on a certain date or positivity or positivity yeah and it's never been anything necessarily negative it's usually the fire alarms will be going off and the house will fill i can't make that is kind of negative the house will fill with smoke but there's no fire and there's no smoke from there's no source that's but, scary but this night it was my visit from my dad who i haven't had him visit me since right after he died um so i knew something was going to happen and then it's just crazy that at the same time my brother is also having these balls of light 
um, 30 miles away from me in his house going crazy and he's calling me panicking at the exact moment. So, but I also have told people there's something about the month of October and I don't know if it's because it's the month I'm born in, but I always have been a little sensitive to things. People say I'm psychic or a medium. I don't say that necessarily. But for whatever reason, in the month of October up until Halloween, I'm always able, like whatever it is that I can sense, it's like 10 times as like strong during this month. And it's like the whatever the little veil between whatever's going on, it's like so thin for me in October. And it always starts on the 4th. It's the thinning of the veil. You spit it yourself. Which is interesting because last year when I was doing research, there's nothing scientifically going on in our planet like the equinox Mm -hmm. to say why weird stuff happens in October. But weird stuff happens in October. The only thing I could really say is the myth for people of Celtic faith, the god dies or the god goes to the underworld and takes the sun or is collecting the sun. And and, they come back for spring. Yeah, and darkness envelops. But it's not like the equinox. Have you considered... I submit for the approval of the Midnight Society um, that there is there exists a set of rules for this time of year, egregorically, as in we have created a mythos that is now real because of generations and centuries of stories about this being the time of the year when the veil is thin, that now it is because we keep perpetuating the story yeah maybe that's it maybe that could be it it's a dream of a thousand cats the dream of a thousand cats (laughs) but Um, i um it's like it's for me i would have thought it would be closer to halloween but it's always the beginning of the month i start having things happen like the house will start going crazy and barney will see it that's not like just in my mind or anything like stuff paranormal just goes off the charts this month and I'm expecting more stuff to happen because it just does. Lightheartedly, Adam, I'm sorry, lightheartedly, Adam, the first time that we spoke for the uh, first Hair Raising Horror Week and I interviewed you for my show, the first time we ever conversed, that day or the day before, you had paintings fly off of your wall and it was October 4th or October 5th. Oh, yeah, it was. And you said then, every year on October Oh, I did tell 5th, you this. That something like this happens. He's oh, like, I'm crazy. used to it by now. I don't even remember telling you that that happened because I didn't know you. I can't believe I just told you that. I remembered um, it, but I thought you were full of shit. Well, so, did, well, so do I sometimes because, but no, it no, happened again. Like, it happened again. People, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was this week and it happened just like clockwork. Except for this time, it was like times 10 the normal with the lights and my dad. Oh, yeah, it's bizarre. And then just like the horrible news I got. And I, yeah, and there's some, this has been going on since I was maybe 10 years old, if I can remember. Like I would be, my dad was a big deer hunter. And we would go into the woods every October for the deer hunt. 
and I hated it because I didn't ever want to kill this deer. I would like sit and cry in the forest and I got lost a few times. That's why I feel like I was abducted by aliens back then because I'm like terrified of the forest. Sounds more like you were abducted by fairies. Or some I something happened because those feelings started coming after going to the forest those years when I was like 10 or so. Wonder, I, I wonder if your fate touched, Adam. I don't know. Is it, does it make me thinner? Because I'll take that. <laughs> it's like, is it? um, but no, I like, I have this thing and it's every October and it's at the same time of year, but I get this horrible, it's like a melancholy, sad sort of, depressed feeling but it's also like very beautiful and I love it like I can't explain it like it's the weirdest I feel the weirdest that I it's not even the thing I can put into words but it always starts at the beginning of this month and do it you, goes like, through Halloween. do you like the melancholy is almost like you're missing something like oh yeah definitely like I'm like I should be somewhere else or that I'm not Adam I'm supposed to be I think you were abducted by fairies because what you're describing is almost word for word what some kids that were supposedly abducted by fairies have said. And some oh, kids really? some kids had super melancholy and like actually needed like well, they didn't have therapy back in the day, but they had to help the kids get over their melancholy. Like they say once you go to fairyland you long and you ache for it. So, shot is it? No, Joshua Cutchin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He made an argument that fairies and aliens are actually the same thing. <laughs> and, oh, and what you're describing is a classic fairy abduction. That's weird because the the first year we went deer hunting, it was in the woods. Uh, typically just on the well yes but thank you but it was just on the other side of skinwalker ranch actually that's what i'm trying to get at Mm. i didn't know about skinwalker ranch until i was late into my 20s but it turns out this whole time i've been deer hunting on the borders of skinwalker ranch and i didn't realize it because it's just up this canyon from where i live now and every day the past week I've been sitting out looking at the mountain behind my house and I'm just like, I need to get up there. Like every year it's the same thing. Like I need to go to the woods and I hate going to the woods. I'm not more, I'm not an outdoors kind of guy. I don't know if you know this. Um, I don't. You're an don't, inside cat. I don't do, I don't deal well with the elements. Um, but for some reason, like I'm going to go tomorrow to the, up this canyon to the woods because the colors are beautiful. But also I just, it's like, I have to do it and it's always this time of year never take some offerings time. with you take some offerings yeah. With yeah. You. which i've never done before and i just realized i should have been doing that so yeah i will take some but bread yeah, gonna... take a bottle of wine I sit down of... <laughs> have a glass of wine leave leave a glass of wine come back and get the glass later yeah and um so i'm, I'm gonna try that I'll try that this weekend because I'm pretty sure I'm going to go up there. But it's just, it's a feeling I can't explain. And it's only happens this time of, it's just this month of the year. And it goes away with Halloween. Uh, And 
I can't explain it. I've never been able to. And I've always attributed it to being abducted by aliens because I feel like something happened. Because what I was saying is the first year this happened when I was like 10, I was lost in those woods for the entire day. Like my dad lost me and like it was a whole ordeal. And I lost like all the time that I was there. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't remember, but I That's like typical walked fate. it all out. Oh yeah. You were so fate touched. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's good or bad, but we'll see. It's uh, terrible. If you're not a Christian, it's not a bad thing. Well, I'm certainly not a Christian. Um... It, it, mean, it means that if you chose to go towards learning magic, you'd probably do quite well at it. I would love to. That's what I'm saying. I need to come out. And I'm one of those kind of hands-on kind of people. Like, I love hearing your stories. But for me, I need to go experience these things you're talking about with my eyes and touch it and see it. Um, And so I think that'll be a good thing. You definitely need to go to Kentucky then. Kentucky, yes. Adam, I just wanted to say real quick, um, with what you're going through, I want you when you're having doubts and such to listen to what you're saying because listening to you you were explaining everything that was going on and I don't think you realize it like you were talking you said the words you know thinning of the veil uh you talk about expecting this um you're giving yourself the answers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't realize, I don't know if you realize that you have the answers, but you're, you're telling us the answers. You know, my therapist said that exact thing to me last year. Well, he accepts checks and money hey, orders. I'll pay you. You were, you're definitely more fun to talk to than my therapist was. That's no, I mean, I can understand what you're saying now. And I'm really good at like talking very matter of factly about dramatic things in my life. <laughs> it's just a coping mechanism. Um, but yeah, I guess I should do that. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I, I would just sit here and smile when Adam was talking about several different things over the course of this entire evening. Just because I was, I was noticing things too that yeah you you have so much self-doubt just from you know i'm I'm sure just from life experience and and things that you've gone through that you you seem to not like trust what your thoughts are like it can't be that like it can't be that so like you automatically write it off like matthew saying though you like yeah you you carry with you uh a lot of wisdom that you refuse to believe or that you don't recognize because you refuse to believe the thought that you could have answers to things you didn't even know that you questioned. You should really listen to your inner monologue a lot closer. Take notes. That's very sweet of you to say. Thank you. That's the nicest, Jason. I didn't even know you had it in you. I thought, oh, bullshit. I thought you were just the meanest, but now I think you're great. No, I appreciate that. And it is something I've worked on my whole life. It's always been a problem. Um, you should have met me when I was in my early 20s. You want to want to talk about a head case? Woo! I was... I think that's all of us, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'm just barely at that point in my life where I'm kind of finally listening to myself. It just took 40 years. <laughs> That's all. 40 so. is like 20, you're a mess. 30, you figure out things and you get your head on straight. And then 40, you're finally like, you're settled enough and know how to live. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, yes. Adam, and, mm-hmm. a wizard arrives promptly when he means to. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> a wizard is never late, is my point. That's true. And you know, when I'm late to like Christmas parties and stuff, I, it doesn't start till I get there. I'm just letting you know. No, we know. It's a thing. The shit starts when I arrive. Let's go. I'll meet you all at Dollywood this weekend. Don't don't flake out. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> I don't have time to do anything right now. I don't either. I'm so freaking... And I got to get you a video, Jason. It's going to happen tomorrow. Tonight, I'm going to stay up and do it. If You'll have it by this weekend. Take your time. Uh, you have until the 22nd. Okay, I'll see you on the 21st. <laughs> I know. I will expect that on the twenty second. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it this weekend. I just this week kind of just got away. Yeah, yeah. But your heads keep disappearing, and it's really freaking me out, you guys. (laughs) Like, what is happening? And they switch sides, which I know what was distracting me. I'm sorry, we had to look after our baby cat. Like, you, like I was really intently listening to Sarah, and then her head just disappeared a few times, and I was just like, "Girl, your your head is gone. Like your body. Like I can see your your torso. There's no head anymore. Phasing in and out like recluse. You, you might want to get yes. that. <laughs> oh, Zoom, silly Zoom. Oh. Is there anything else anyone wanted to discuss? Yeah. Just that I think covered you quite a bit. Great. You got you yeah, we got a good a lot of good stuff and and you I just think you all are very just delightful people. I very much enjoy talking to all of you whether mm-hmm. it's via memes on Facebook or whatnot. <laughs> I Agreed. think this was the pick me up we all needed this week. Yeah. We want to thank all of our guests tonight for coming on with us, seeing as it was a rough go to get us all together to make this happen. All the guys here are great people, artists in their own right, and deserve recognition. Please check out their content either through our website, mystercreations.com, YouTube, or whatever platforms they're available on. We'll put links to their shows and content in our notes. 